What's going on, y'all? 901 p.m. Wednesday, September 4th. 901 p.m. Thank you guys for tuning in. It's New Wave Radio, New Wave TV. Yesterday I had a situation. I had to handle some business. Um, Monday was Memorial Day. You know, I didn't do holidays. I could take holidays off. I took a holiday off. I took Labor Day off. I said Memorial Day. I took Labor Day off, and I chilled. You know, we barbecued. It rained. I came in the house. I ate some um, burgers. Regular stuff. You know, I'm entitled to take a holiday off. So, you know, wasn't no hot, wasn't no new wave radio, new wave TV on 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 Labor Day. You could have watched the rerun though. You could have listened to the rerun. You could have tuned in. You had options. So if you missed me, you know what you could have did. You could have caught the back end or some some old broadcast and caught up on some stuff that we talk about um, throughout the times of New Wave Radio, New Wave TV. But I'm back here. I'm at it. Had a nice long day. It was work um, as usual. Worked hard at the job. Did what I had to do. Got in, got out, came home. Sat down, chilled, got a fresh cold beer, natural ice, drink that. And my son is here, he's eating ice cream before bed. And tonight we're going to talk about this Wu-Tang Clan Hulu movie. I might give it a shot after this, Wu-Tang Clan, the Hulu movie. Um, I'm thinking about... Reviewing it, I don't know. It depends on how, how 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 I feel. I might review it on Friday. I might review it on on Monday. I might watch it Sunday and review it Monday. But Sunday, you guys know, it's football Sunday, so it might be a little hard. My Giants play at four o'clock, four fifteen. They play the Dallas Cowgirls in Dallas. So we'll see what's going on with that. We'll see how I review it, how I like it. But what we're going to do, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk a little bit about it briefly. Um, The Wu-Tang legacy, the saga, what these guys did for hip-hop. Everything they did did for hip-hop as far as from the 36 Chambers up until now. You know, when it comes to my favorite groups and artists, I just wish they gave more. But as far as the Wu-Tang Clan goes, I cannot even really ask for more from them. They gave it their all. Even though these guys had their differences, I don't know if it was financial or in-house um, beefs or squabbles. They always um, run that brotherly game on everyone. They are brothers. They're the Wu-Tang Clan. They showed us what it's like to bond a band of brothers and bring them together. And make make history. These dudes were these dudes were phenomenal as far as rap goes. They really did their thing. Excuse me. They really did their thing. They really, really put in a lot of work. So when I hear when I hear about a Wu Tang clan, anything, documentary, movie, anything, I want a piece of it. I want to see it. I want to understand what what was going on. I would love to see 
what their story's like. What I'm afraid of, what I'm afraid of as far as Wu-Tang Clan goes, I'm afraid to watch the Wu-Tang Clan and it'd be a disaster. I'm afraid to watch the Wu-Tang Clan interview because I've seen it. I've seen Tupac's movie, Trash. I've seen Biggie's movie, Trash. Please don't mess the Wu-Tang Clan up. Don't mess the Wu up. And what makes it good, these guys are alive to tell their story. It ain't like they're dead. You know, like Old Dirty Bastard is dead. Old Dirty Bass is dead. He's the only person that's not alive that's down with the Wu-Tang Clan. So, Old Dirty is dead. He can't be here to tell his story, but his family still here. His legacy lives on. He has sons. He has wife. He has... Uh, I don't know if he had daughters. He had a mom. Um, he has friends that will take that will take offense if his story is messed up. So what I want to hear, what I'm waiting for, is for somebody to say, no, man, that shit was crazy. That was whack. I couldn't get with that shit. I can't believe how they may portray this dude. But, you know, um, we got some good actors. Dave East is playing Method Man. I don't know about all the other actors. See, I really wasn't into it. Up until now, I wasn't caught into the Wu-Tang hype, but I love these guys so much that I didn't want to feed into it. I just did. I just said, don't, don't do it. Don't watch trailers. None of that shit. I just want to watch the movie. Bow! Movie right there. Wu-Tang Clan. You know what I'm saying? I did not want no surprises or anything. I just want, what I just want is a classic movie. A classic hip-hop movie. That's all I want. A classic Wu-Tang hip-hop movie. Is that enough? That's all I ask for. That's all I ask for. Please don't mess that movie up, Hulu. I've seen some good movies on Hulu and Netflix and Amazon Prime. Please don't mess the Wu-Tang Clan movie up. Don't do that. Don't mess the Wu-Tang Clan movie up. Because, you know, we need we need some real good hip-hop flicks. And this is a hip-hop flick. This is a hip-hop flick. It's a classic group here. A classic group. Raekwon is chef. And we're gonna talk we're gonna get we're gonna dig into the legacy of the Wu Tang clan. We're gonna get with it. We're gonna talk about the legacy of the Wu Tang clan. Give me one second. We're gonna discuss that right now. What we're also gonna talk about is the Zeku Elliott. Deal. He signed an extension with the Dallas Cowgirls. Six years, $90 million, making him the highest paid running back in the NFL. Six years, $90 million, 50 guaranteed. 
So Ezekiel Elliott gets $50 million guaranteed. So before we talk about this movie, this Wu-Tang Clan movie, I have yet to see it. I have yet to see it, but we're going to talk about what I just said we're going to talk about. The Wu-Tang Legacy. If this movie is corny, will it will it make you look at them different? Will it make you look at them like, damn, son, like, yo, they had my man, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, when I watched the Biggie movie, I seen Little C's being played by somebody that was my five-year-old son age. And I was like, hell no. So, you know, we're going to talk about that. We're going to discuss that real quick. I'm going to let you know on the podcast. We're talking about Ezekiel Elliott extension. But first, we're talking about this Wu-Tang Clan movie. Will it lead up to the hype? Will it make a difference? Will it make a staple in hip-hop? Will it matter? Because every hip-hop movie that they make... Nowadays, it's corny. Tupac, TLC, um, Bell Biv DeVoe. That was pretty alright. That was pretty decent. The Bell Biv DeVoe movie was okay. It was like a series. Um, but all of these movies, the Biggie movie was terrible. Puffy should be ashamed of himself letting somebody put that bullshit together. He should have let uh, somebody like John Singleton direct it or Spike Lee. But I don't know who he let. He probably let somebody that he know direct that movie. But that was whack. Gravy did a good job looking like Biggie, sounding like Biggie. But I don't think he gave me, he didn't give me the Biggie attitude. I don't think Biggie act like Gravy. Gravy was kind of soft in that movie. He act like a teddy bear, like a fat teddy bear. Biggie was rough, raw. You know, I seen pictures of Biggie with the white cold in his mouth, like he just woke up out of bed, sort of blunt. And he just looked fucking mean sometimes, even though they say he was a nice guy. But he was from Brooklyn, so you know he wasn't that nice. But the way they portrayed him in the movie had me like, come on, dog. Like, Gravy, man, toughen up a little bit. They tried to make it like this guy's an American hero. Like he was a G.I. Joe or some shit. You know what I mean? Yo, Pop, I think you should you should stay away from them dudes over there. That guys is bad news. You know Biggie wouldn't talk like that. Guys, it's bad news. He probably introduced Tupac into them dudes. Tupac, this is my man, such and such, such and such. You know, these my dudes, man. They thorough. You know how them Brooklyn niggas do. Motherfuckers will line you up real quick. They ain't shit. Like, we ain't stupid. But, um, as far as getting off that, we don't want to get sidetracked with the Biggie shit. Because I can go on for Biggie for days. But, this Wu-Tang Clan movie came out on Hulu today. It's now streaming. Has some actors in it. I said I didn't know who the actors were. I knew who Davies was. I knew everybody knows Davies. 
He's a rapper from Harlem, playing Method Man. But this movie right here, I'm hoping deep down inside, I'm hoping that this movie is considered a classic. Not a hip-hop classic, but a cult classic. You know what a cult classic is? Everybody out there in the podcast, you know what a cult classic is. Like a following. You know, Wu-Tang Clan got a lot of fans. They got a lot of Asian fans, a lot of um, um, German, a lot of African fans. They got an American fan base. They got a huge fan base. So if this movie is corny, does it does it make you look at them different? Does it make you say, damn, man, RZA had these bulls doing that? Or why the director had to make the movie like that? You know, because all these guys are alive, so they can tell their story from out their mouth. They can give it to you. You know, I said earlier, I said, Old Dirty Basket's the only one that's dead and can't tell his story. But we know Dirty was wild. We know we, we know what it is. We know he was wild. But who are they gonna have to play this wild old dirty bastard? It's, it's just it's just it's like you gotta take a deep breath. Cause this the Wu Tang clan, you know what I'm saying? These dudes taught dudes how to dress. They taught dudes about Tommy Hill, Ice Rocket and all that, polo, rugby's. Army fatigue, the the fatigue with the hoodie, um, the, the 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 fatigue pullover, the the forty below Tim's, the Gore Texas. These dudes really brought a style to New York City, like no other. And think about it, it's Staten Island. You know, Brooklyn Brooklyn has a style, Harlem has a style, Queens has a style, but. The Bronx has a style But Staten Island These guys from Staten Island Made it Made it made it, they, put, they made it official This dude Ghostface Had a bird on his arm An eagle A plate around his neck Big ass Gucci links Around his neck Hanging down to his To his waistline Past his waist That'll be good if his son plays and that'll be real good. Um, these dudes were trendsetters. So you owe them, you owe them, everybody owe, like everybody in Hollywood that's involved in making this movie, they owe these dudes very good production. Phenomenal production. I'm talking Avatar production. These motherfuckers should be... It should be some shit watching this movie. We should be watching this shit like, whoa. Blown away. Because when these dudes made videos, when they made music from out the gate, they painted a picture. They painted a picture. They gave you... People that, people from, from Texas, New Orleans, Florida... California, they had their perception about New York City, right? You know what I'm saying? When Wu-Tang Clan dropped, before Wu-Tang Clan dropped, 
and my uh, a friend of mine made a good point about this. It wasn't it was all West Coast before Wu Tang Clan dropped. Nobody knew what New York looked like really, as far as music goes. These dudes gave you the everything. They put New York City on the map, on the train. In the projects, they had BMWs in the projects. They they just was doing different things. And you know when when they came out with ice cream, that brought a whole different swag to it. They ran they wearing Tommy Hill figure. They put dudes on dudes was wearing polo. You know they had a a group of dudes in New York wearing polo and shit, right? These dudes, these Wu-Tang dudes started wearing polo, but then they flipped it, started wearing Nautica, Tommy Hilfiger. They started flipping every fucking style of clothing and jewelry and everything. Gold teeth in their mouth. 360 waves in their hair. Specs on their eyes. You know what I mean? Book bags. Even though boot camp click started the book the book bag shit, but these dudes started wearing polo book bags, all types of shit. Right, right. Anything less than greatness will be trash. Coming coming from these dudes, cause they gave you they all. They put it out there. They put every. They put it all out there. They put it all out there. Nothing was corny to, to with coming from these dudes. And I'm talking about these dudes gave you albums. Excuse me. They gave you albums. Like it's like a family tree when it comes to these dudes. It's a Wu Tang clan. Then you got like you gotta like you put start putting pieces. You start looking at how deep these dudes went with it. How could you mess a movie up about these dudes? They gave you everything. They put it out there for you. They put it together. They built They built something. In hip-hop, they built something. They built something crazy. They built something crazy. And like I said, if you wasn't from New York City, you didn't. your perception of New York was different. But the Wu-Tang Clan gave you a vision of what New York City is like. Word, word, the, 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 like, like, even when I heard the Jizzers' first album, Liquid Swords, I damn near lost my mind because we used to drink 40s, you know what I'm saying? And these dudes was kind of dudes, they bought, they bought 40s, they made 40s look good. They had Nick Muffet drinking 40s on a stoop. We was drinking 40s listening to this, this Jizzer album one night. And I just was like, damn, it take, we smoking blunts. We smoking a lot of weed. And we drinking a lot of beer. And it's just like, we vibing. And it's the, that's the type of shit they brought to the game. They made you vibe and had you. They took you somewhere. You know what I'm saying? They took you somewhere. That's why I'm telling you. Like, if you, they gave people a vision of what New York is like. They opened people's eyes to what New York is like. Because now, people was coming to New York like, wait a minute. We got to bring extra people. Because them New York niggas is crazy. It'd be like a hundred of them. But it wasn't. it's not like that. It was just a hundred Wu-Tang dudes on stage. So they everybody think New York was like a hundred niggas deep. But now, that became a fad. 
And back then, you seen corners in New York City was flooded with dudes. It came from that vibe, that that movement. It came from that. They birthed that. They birthed that. A thousand dudes on a block, like millions of dudes. I'm talking about dudes everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Dudes everywhere. Is what you can't ride through a neighborhood in New York City and disrespect a neighborhood corner and get away with it. Because now these Wu-Tang dudes made it popular for you to be out there united on your corner, doing what you got to do, selling your T-shirts or whatever. Whatever you're doing on that block, you're doing it. And they made it They made it popular. They made it popular. Not Jay-Z. Not Nas. Maybe Mob Deep. Because that was like a little branch off for the Wu-Tang Clan. Really nobody but them. No other rap group made it, did trend, set it the trend. They made New York City what it what it is. They made New York City what it is. I'm talking about before them, nobody was standing on a corner a hundred deep. In that fashion. In that fashion. You know, you had uh, guys in Harlem that used to be off there outside and doing what they used to do. and But it wasn't like directly on the corner. I'm talking about under the yellow and red bodega sign. That's where you could catch dudes at. On anywhere. On anywhere. Or anywhere. I'm talking about, I'm sitting, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to tell you guys what it was like. If you wasn't there, you just wasn't there. You just missed out on a fantastic era. You know what I'm saying? That we could talk about. Y'all can't talk about this. We could talk about it. We could sit here and tell you what it was like. Under a corner, is and no drama. Because dudes already know what it's hitting for. They like They just come by and they'll look at, see what's out there. Or girls would walk across the street and they would just look to see who's out there. But it wouldn't be no drama like that unless it was amongst the crew. There wasn't nobody coming outside on another block. It's, that's that Wu-Tang shit. They, they, they pioneered it. What I'm trying to tell you guys is they pioneered shit in New York City. They pioneered shit. No other rap group did that. What these guys did is copied that. And you will see it in a lot of videos emulated. But you know what I'm saying? These guys told you, be original. From down to the skits in their raps. You know what I'm saying? Like on the Ghostface album, they had a skit about who would you have, who would you smash? Thelma or Marona or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Who would you smash? The Brat or Lady of Rage. That's a classic skit. I could picture me and my boys in five five six or wherever in, in Urban Square Park, Halsey Park, or even on the steps doing that. I could picture us just sitting there talking and having that conversation. They dudes made a skit about some real nigga shit. Wasn't nothing fake about that shit. That shit just really happened. And I'm pretty sure that that was a real skit. They just hit record and said, yo, go ahead. That was the crack era, like he said. Yeah. That was an era where it is just unexplainable. 
You know what I'm saying? Certain people might think you lying because a lot of people I grew up with still look young. So they'd be like, you don't know nothing about it. You just talking shit. No, no, really, it really was like that. You know, it really was like that. You know what I'm saying? And it was like neighborhoods had their little... You know, you listen to that, can it be that it was all so simple? You've seen it in their videos. You've seen it in all their videos. Ghostface Killer, all that I got is you. These dudes told a story. They made music that means something. Like, music that means something. Like, they breaking down shit to you. You know what I'm saying? They giving you, they giving you some knowledge. They giving you some lyrics. They showing you how to rap. Put that fucking pen to get, put that pen work down. They going Ghostface and Raekwon going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You know what I mean? Like that purple tape. That purple tape drop, it changed the whole face of New York City. It changed the whole face of New York City. It wasn't reasonable doubt. It wasn't ready to die. It wasn't life after death. It was the purple tape set the tone for New York. All that other shit is relevant. It's not irrelevant. It's relevant. But when it comes to the purple tape, I'm talking about, you talking about a, a body of work that, that that is a classic. A body of work that is a classic from the beginning track. Yo, son, I'm about to bust a fly move. The brother, dude, you know what I'm World, you got 30 a key. What? The skit was crazy from the beginning to the end. When they outside talking about the wallabies and paint them blue and green, blue and cream. I got the crazy vision. I got the crazy vision. I seen it. I seen it. Then here come the song. Then here come the beat. You know what I'm saying? You hear the beat dropping. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Come on, man. Chill with all that, man. Like, stop that shit. This movie gotta be good. It gotta be good. Just because of all that I just said, it gotta be good. It can't be Walt Disney. That shit gotta be good. If that shit corny, I'll be mad. It gotta be good. And usually with hip-hop movies, they dumb them down a bit because they don't want them to get too crazy. Too crazy. So I don't know, man. Maybe RZA should have did it by himself. But hopefully he ain't have to because I'm about to watch it in a couple of minutes. And like I said, Sunday I'm going to get my feedback on it. I'm going to watch it twice. I'm going to watch it tonight. And I'm going to watch it Sunday after the football game. And then Monday, I'm going to critique it. And I'm going to tell you how I felt about it. If I think it was corny or not. Or if it was a good piece of work. Because, I mean, you know, you know, it's just Hollywood. It's movies. And I understand. You can only but get but so deep. But I know some movies that are fucking official. So make the Wu-Tang Clan movie official like you made The Godfather. You know what I'm saying? Don't make it corny. Please don't make it corny. Make that movie official like you made uh, Paid in Full. Paid in Full was alright. It wasn't even all that to me, but it was okay. It was good shit. 
It definitely wasn't corny. By any means, that movie was not corny. But I'm saying, it was it was like, these guys are dead. You know what I mean? Only person was alive was AZ. And certain guys, they he could tell his story. But we can't get Rich Porter point of view. We can't get Alpo point of view. You know what I'm saying? So we seeing the movie through the director's eyes. We not hearing it through through, through, through God bless the dead Rich Porter. We not hearing it through Alpo. Alpo got a story to tell too. You know what I mean? Alpo got some shit to say. He wasn't involved in that shit. So that's why sometimes I look at the movie like, oh, it was good, but like none of them dudes had, had anything to say about in the movie. They didn't have their hand in that. You know, AZ had his hand in that. So he basically was able to tell you whatever he wanted to. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of other guys had their hand in it. But, you know, it's just, it's just it is what it is. Just please don't make the Wu-Tang Clan movie whack. Let's just do that. Um, Thank you, everybody, for tuning in on the podcast. Y'all going to get this late. You already know what it is. Y'all going to get it in 10 minutes. Um, I appreciate all the love. Um, like I said, Labor Day, I was off because I take holidays off. I don't podcast on holidays. Um, I will, but I don't. Um, yesterday I had to do something. I was busy. Um, today I'm back at it. Um, tomorrow I'll be back at 9 p.m. Um, September 5th I'll be out here at 9 p.m. And Friday I'll be on. Saturday I'll be off. Sunday I'll be watching football. Um, Monday I'll be back at it. So I'd like to, you know, tell you guys thank you for all, all the support. Um, you know, we got a lot of shit coming. Don't worry about it, man. We we figured it out. It's all about the brainstorming and network, man. Um, if you did, if you guys didn't tune in to my boy Wayne Perry's video on YouTube, you can catch the link on my Instagram, um, at gstack718. He got a nice little video out. He's trying to make some moves, do his thing. Um, I appreciate all the love, all the, everybody listening to Wayne. Um, put on for his city. Um, peace, everybody. Enjoy your night.